Hello, and welcome to the Spanish Arpada. My name is Sarah. And I am Peter. And we are ranking and reviewing all of the rulers of Spain from Leovigild to Felipe VI. And this mm. week we are going to be reviewing Sisinant. Oh, this is the last of our S, right. S monarchs. Okay. First we had Sisibut, and then we had mm -hmm. Swintila, and now we have yeah. Sisinant. Sisanand. Okay, I have it written down. That is S-I-S-I-N-A-N-D. Yes, they spell it that okay. way or sometimes S-I-S-E-N-A-N-D. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm amusing myself because I'm looking at my notes from the last session and in huge capital letters, I have written Brunhilde dead with four <laughs> exclamation points. Clearly yeah. that was the devastating bit of news. It was. Um, she finally is no more. Right. In yeah. 613 or 614 actually during Sisibut's reign she finally bit uh, it so yeah yeah all right but before we get to talking about Sisanand I yes. am going to play a little advertisement for another podcast we're going to be oh, talking good. about this more in recommendations yes but we are recommending this week the history of Africa podcast and they yes, have been nice enough to give us a little audio plug so I'm going to play that now Africa is a land with endless stories to tell. From epic battles, brilliant rulers, and the dramatic rise and fall of civilizations, join us on the History of Africa podcast to learn the oft-ignored stories of the African continent. From the sands of Cairo to the plains of Zimbabwe, and from the mountains of Ethiopia to the forests of the Congo, find the History of Africa podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Right, so that is the History of Africa podcast, and we'll be talking a little bit more about them in our recommendations section. Yes. Right. Yes. So let's get on to Sisinand. Before we do that, we are going to talk about sources. We don't oh, have any already. new sources, but mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of highlight, we say goodbye for real to Isidore today. Oh, no. Yeah, we learned oh. in, the, in the last episode that he finished his History of the Kings of the Goths in 625. Right. Sure. This was halfway through Swintilo's reign. Right. And right. we know that he put out the first edition and then hastily had to retract it and write a second right. edition where he didn't right. say all those nice things about Swintila. Right, right. No, Isidore sort of giving him a, a, a little a little knife in the back out the door. Yes, out the um, door. That was, yeah, very yes. painful. <laughs> so Isidore actually did live until the year 633. Mm -hmm. which is living through Sisanan's reign, uh, but he right. didn't write anything about it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Right. So Isidore died a natural death at age 80 in Seville. Oh, I mean, good for him, yeah. but also, again, always, always disappointing when somebody who's gone around putting his thumb in so many people's eye yeah. dies a natural death during this time. Well, here's a little fun fact about Isidore. He invented several marks of punctuation that we still use to this day. The period, Ooh. the comma, oh. and the colon. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, honestly, I think once you, once you had the period and the comma, everybody was like, stop it. You're on top. Yeah. And you don't, said, you no, don't no, need to I invent have, anything else. I, I have the colon. Like, I liked your earlier work. I I don't see us uh, I don't see us using this one. Revise and resubmit. At least uh, of course if, the semicolon. I was going to say if he'd done that, he would yes, they'd come back with the semicolon and like no, this just makes the problem worse. This is just a comma with pretensions. Don't do this. No, the semicolon is is much later. Yes. Okay. Uh, so there are actually some statues of Isidore that I'm going to oh. share with you. Oh, good. Because because they're mm -hmm. kind of fun. 
-hmm. All right. So this statue is uh, it's outside of the National Library in Madrid. Oh, and he is he is Saint Isidore. I didn't. He is Saint uh, Isidore. He is the patron saint of bees, actually. Of all things. Oh man, they were they were going through the scraps at that point. I they? guess he does <laughs> uh, mention bees quite a bit in his right. work. Actually, we have so. we have paper clips. You can be the patron saint of paper clips. I do not want to be the. We have you can be the patron saint of wringing out your tea bag on the back of a spoon. No, mm-hmm. again, no. I don't. I don't think that we got bees. I'll take bees. I will take bees. Just just make it bees. Uh, this is actually quite a nice statue of him. He looks very. It's a lovely statue. Yes, he he looks like a chronicler. That definitely looks like a man deep into research. He's Um, even got a pet cat. Yes, yes. Sitting on his lap underneath his robe. Right, which, uh, you know, know, I was going to say just sort of an autobiographical moment. I have a pet cat who is currently clawing the back of my chair yeah um so oh, so so that's a thing that we, we definitely a thing. Have. there's a second statue i'm going to show you which is mm-hmm. uh, on the side of the cathedral of seville which is oh. a little scary here we go oh no oh boy holy hell no yeah. no no yeah that's so good he looked he um, more the, the the priest the saint he was the bishop right. of seville so this is kind of no, that oh. that looks like a a thing that comes to life when you're halfway through a dungeon in Skyrim. I, um, it, the discoloration is, is disconcerting. Yes, I will yes, say. The, yes, he is. But his hand is also with, real big. It's huge and and bent at an uh, the the other hand is bent at an angle and it's not. Yeah. Oh no 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 it's no! It's like that's, the sculptor was told make him reading a book and the the sculptor right. was like oh I. I can do that. I sure. Yeah. Right. I've done that many um, times. Full marks for, I don't want to say lifelike, uh, because he definitely looks dead, <laughs> but but it does look like they just slapped a body on the side of the, the side the of the cathedral. And, yeah. And, and makes and made it. Yeah. No, very impressively horrifying work. Impressively I, I must horrifying. say. Yeah, I, I prefer the one in front of the National Library. Yeah. No. Uh, the for one thing, the beard is is infinitely preferable. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Anyway, so that's uh, right. Isidore. We say goodbye to him. All right. So we won't have him for Sissanand. So oh. let's go on to the biography. Okay. So Sissanand was a noble Goth who was probably mm-hmm. born around the turn of the seventh century. Mm-hmm. When we first meet him in the sources, he's the governor of Septimania. So okay. it's not really surprising that when the nobility of Spain wants to overthrow Swintila and they need Frankish help, they send the guy who's basically already in France. Right, who is right on the border. There. Right on the so, door. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Sissanand goes off to King Dagobert to ask for help. I mentioned this in the mm-hmm. last episode. We're yes, going to kind of yes. go into this, this ask because it's, right. it's, it's a little funny. Sure. So the agreement seems to be that Sissanand himself will get to be king if he can bring back the Frankish armies. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. As in, I'm going to loan this to you, but until you return it, you don't get your deposit back? Is that? Um... No, I think the idea was among the Visigothic nobles. They were like, look, we really don't like this guy, but if you can go get Dagobert to, to loan us some soldiers, then you can- Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yes. I, yeah. I didn't get the direction of the, of the ask and the loan. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. All right. So Dagobert is pretty interested in kicking some Gothic butt. Of course. He's like, yeah, that sounds great. But when Sissanand approaches him, Dagobert wants to know what's in it for him as well. (laughs) 
did you not hear the kicking gothic butt part? Well, I mean, how, yes. how do I need to put icing on that cake? Well, he feels like if he gets involved in this coup and there's no mm. obvious upside for France, he's just not that interested, right? He's got other fish yeah. to fry. All right, all right, sure. I mean, it's not enough yes. like it was in Guntram's day where you could just go in and attack the goss, and that's enough satisfaction. Right. If we can equate this to Mario, if you're going to rescue the princess, you want to make sure that she's not in another castle. Exactly. Um, okay, gotcha. gotcha. So Sissanan sweetens the deal a little bit. All right. He tells Dagobert that the goths have a dish made of pure gold and weighs oh. 500 pounds. Wow. All right. Not, not only that, this dish is historical. <laughs> it was supposedly given to the Goths by the Roman general Aetius back in the year 451 as a thank you to the Goths for helping Rome to fight back Attila the Hun. That is a weird gift. It was a very um, weird gift. No, but... we've got to, we've really got to think about the presentational speech that was given. All right. We have defeated the greatest warlord in history, mm -hmm. the most terrifying figure, and your people must be given credit for this incredible victory. Mm -hmm. We have a gift for you. And boy, the crowd is really eager to see what it is. And okay, is it a, is it a, is it a sword? No. Is it no. a kingdom? No. It's a plate a dish yes it's a dish it's a but plate wait, wait 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 it's a plate i don't i we you know we have plates do you have ones made of solid gold no no and for good cause we don't first of all wouldn't that be very heavy it's actually weighs almost you know a quarter of a ton all right let me stop you right there you what, what point is this gift well what is the return policy do i need the receipt well maybe this is why sissanan says hey dagobert if you help me and the other nobles overthrow swintila we're going to give you this 200-year-old, 500-pound solid gold plate oh my god it's a fruitcake he's re-gifting a fruitcake is what he's doing he is oh. But Dagobert says, great, okay, that's great. Oh, Dagobert, you big old dummy. All right. <laughs> so he raises an army in Toulouse. Dagobert doesn't have a wife, does he? Because if he uh, does, she's going to have words. I, I don't know. You I agreed know to did. what? <laughs> yeah. So he raises an army in Toulouse, at which point Septimania declares for Sissanant. Okay. Right, because they're right there. Because they, Yeah, right. The mostly Burgundian army then marches on Zaragoza, which is in, mm -hmm. in Basque country, in, in, right. like it's, it's in Navarre. Right. So any wavering nobles in Spain saw the writing mm -hmm. on the wall at this point, and they voiced their support for Sissanand too. And, you know, let's remember, Swintila was never popular. Not so... with the nobles, no. Right, exactly, not with the nobles. So, and all right, cool. This included Swintila's own brother, Helia. He also uh. declared uh, for Sissanand always stings when the siblings get in on the opposite side that's yep. yeah okay the army takes saragossa almost without a fight and then right. they continue on to toledo where sissanand was crowned king in march of the year 631 so okay. it was as easy as that that, that, that always it. stings swintila didn't even really fight he abdicates uh mm -hmm. but he's not killed so that's which nice i mean that is very weird i mean normally it is a quick trip to the room of knives and poison but apparently you get the sense that he was so pathetic 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, especially... but that's the thing. He wasn't pathetic. This is the defeater of the Byzantines. I know, I know, but I'm, it's I'm really just... weird why he doesn't right. put up any sort of a fight. Right. It is. It is very weird. I remember we gave him. We wanted to give him very high points, and then not. Okay. Just couldn't. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, so Sissanand is a man of his word. He sends off the quarter ton golden plate to France oh. after the victory. Oh, who is the intern that had to carry it? Well, the Gothic <laughs> envoys either abscond with it or are ambushed by other Goths and it's stolen. But anyway, oh. it never reaches Dagobert. Wow. Okay. I we see. don't know where it is uh, now. I assume it was melted mm, down. Uh, God, I hope so. I hope because so. Because. If it was kept in text, somebody's in, I mean, basically Jeff Bezos would look at that and say, uh, that's just a waste of money. Look, if it um, was kept intact, we would have found it by now. Yeah, know. definitely. For sure. Absolutely. Indiana Jones would have fetched it from someplace and insisted that it go in a museum. Right. Um, well, it, okay. this doesn't sit well with the Frankish king. He no, no. He wants his plate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And after, I'm sure, hinting at how easily that Burgundian army could be turned against Sissanand himself. Indeed. Yes. Sissanand sends Dagobert 200,000 soledi to get him off his back. All right. All right. So basically, I don't have the plate for you, but I have a gift certificate. Yes. Um, That's fine. That's fine. Okay, cool. We can do that. So the coup is done. All right. This almost immediately raises an issue with Sissanand. Mm-hmm. Because sure, Witteric had overthrown the king, but that right. king was the hapless Liuva II. Right. It wasn't a celebrated war hero who had kicked the Byzantines off the Iberian. Peninsula. Right, right. I mean, nobody was sorry to see the back of Liuva. And no. while the nobility didn't like people, as I recall, really they did. did really like Swintila, yes. Because he was pious and, yes. and and they liked that. Okay. Right. Yes. And he was the father of the poor. Father of the poor. Yeah, right. All that yes. Father of of the poor. So Sissanand really has to solidify his support before any nobles mm-hmm. or clergy members start having regrets. Well, you know, yeah. they might look around and be like, mm, everyone yes. in my town is real angry right now. What am I going to do? Yes. Well, maybe give all of them a golden plate. I'm not sure. I don't think um, they had a big story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I just assumed. Kind of a one and done thing. Really? All right. Anyway, so Sissanand immediately calls a council of Toledo. Oh, okay. All right. right. Remember, it's been 42 years since the third council of Toledo. So it's right. high time to get everyone together it's, and assess the well, situation. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah. We've got to mm-hmm. assess what's going on. Absolutely. So this council of Toledo is already very different from the third council of Toledo. Remember, okay. that council was called so that Reca Red could announce the conversion of the kingdom to Nicene Christianity. Right. That was right. that was the main point. Right. Mm-hmm. But this fourth council is pretty clearly called up to shore up political support for a king who may have gotten in over his head. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm sure he made a point of having unlimited shrimp. Well, moreover, and maybe a chocolate fountain. Yeah. Moreover, the fourth council of Toledo is going to be attended not just by clergy members, but by the lords of the palace. Oh, man. This is an unclear reference, but it indicates that political laymen are going to be in attendance. That's a first in church council history. Oh, so many banquets. Um, Yes. The caterers in Toledo are going to do very well for themselves this year. So Sissanand arranges to hold the council in early 632, which is less okay. than one year after he's. Yeah, no, that's quick. He for, wants for it right a major away. event like that. That's quick. Okay. But then at the last minute, he postpones the council. 
Oh. And it really was the last minute. Isidore really? was on his way to the Capitol when he gets noticed Ooh. that the council has been canceled and he has to oh. turn around and go back home. Okay. He yeah. couldn't get the flower arrangements that he had to have. I don't know. All well, right. what had happened was exactly what Sisodan had feared would happen. Rebellions. Rebellion, of course. Yeah. There are at least two in the years 632 and 633, and they both occur in the south of the country. Oh, okay. All right. The first one is spearheaded by none other than Swintila's brother, Helia. Oh, my God. This guy. Oh. He holds a position of power in his brother's reign. He turns against his own brother when the yep. Franks show up, and then he revolts oh. against the king who overthrew his brother. Thanksgiving is going to be so awkward. <laughs> well, as you might have expect from such a hapless weasel, that revolt is put down easily. Yeah, yeah, I, I assumed. I mean, he's, he's you know... <laughs> He's not being, a, you know, you're not a rebel. Knock yeah. it off. Mm-hmm. All right. More concerning is the revolt of Udila. Now, the sources okay. don't mention this guy at all. We never see his name in a chronicle or a history. Okay. But we have two coins that read Udila Rex from this time mm. period. Oh, whoa, whoa. That are minted in Merida the and before the horse. <laughs> yeah, they were minted in Merida and Granada. Which, okay, that kind of tells you that Udila must have gained significant control over the south of the peninsula. Because yeah, if you've got the time to mint coins, uh, you're, you're, that is not a thing that you do on the fly. Well, and um, Merida and Granada are over 350 kilometers or 215 miles apart, which is considerable mm-hmm. in the 60s. Yeah, yeah, okay. All That's right. a lot of territory. Uh, that, is, that is a great deal of territory. And now is this, is this Udila with an EU or just a U? IU. I, I, you, oh, yeah, I, U, D, I, L, A. And my perfect record of misspelling things on the first try is unbroken. Amy. Right. But the thing about this revolt that probably concerns Sisanan to the point of waking up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. Yes. Is that members of the clergy are taking up arms in these rebellions. Oh, no. Possibly collaborating with foreign powers to overthrow him. Uh, okay uh is, is this a is this a religious controversy or is this he's giving away church lands what's the i mean it's doctrinal it's real estate do we know what's motivating them i think what happened is that when sisanand overthrew swintila mm-hmm. everyone kind of looked at each other and said oh Mm. We could do that. Oh, right. Just, oh, this is oh. a thing now. Oh, we, awesome. we can call up the Franks. We can call up the Byzantines. Right. We can call up people from Northern Africa. That's uh, a thing we can do. Oh, my goodness. It's suddenly, this is suddenly a game of Calvin Ball. The only rules are there are no rules. Okay, gotcha. Like I said, uh, when Witterick overthrew Liuba, everyone was like, yeah, fair. He, he was uh-huh. he was kind of oh oh absolutely no no pasty little guy obviously still had acne uh, right but when Sisodan overthrows frankly. a war hero it's like oh yeah okay yeah. Is, it's on slightly different right and now obviously this is what Sisodan has just done to Swintila right he has collaborated with a foreign power and mm-hmm. come in and overthrown a powerful king of course. But it's all fun and games when he does it himself. But when it happens to him, it's yeah. treason. Okay, guys, guys, uh, uh, how do I put this? Um, no tag backs. Uh, no. It's like, it's like in tag. You can't tag the person. You know what? It's only funny when I do it. This is why Sisanand wants to call the Fourth Council of Toledo right away. 
He wants sure. to squash these rebellious impulses yeah. before they explode. Sure. Absolutely. Unfortunately, he doesn't call it in time. And he doesn't call it fast enough, right? No. He, so he has to delay it to put down these Southern revolts. Uh, but he does. Okay. And right. then okay. new invitations are sent out to convene the Fourth Council of Toledo in late 633. Okay. Yeah. 633. All right. Okay. Got it. So the Fourth Council of Toledo is finally held in the year 633. All it's right. held in the church of St. Leocadia, which is the one mm -hmm. that Sisebert had built two kings ago. So, mm -hmm. yes. So after they settle some church manners, like forbidding minors to become priests and setting down the exact way a monk should be tonsured and all that kind of uh, stuff. The, let, let, me, let me rewind on that last one. Um, <laughs> that strikes me as a gimme, uh, as in we shouldn't have to pass a law on that one. Who... Who, who, Dan, do you want to explain what the hell is going on in your parish where this is a thing we have to talk about? I think the issue was exactly how much hair should be shaved off the top of the head and how much yes. hair should be left on the sides. Right, right. But also, and also, could we, Dan, could we also talk about the fact that apparently you've got a four-year-old who's saying mass? What's up with that? Oh, you thought it was funny. Well, no. <laughs> In all seriousness, that was probably so that priests or, or bishops could take in the money that comes mm -hmm. in from those because sure. a four-year-old is not going to be paying attention as to where right. the tithes go. That's, no, no, that's honestly what that is. Absolutely. Uh, and and look, I, I agree. It's adorable, but... Yeah, I'm sure it was adorable. Come on, four-year-old getting up, giving a sermon about the evils of fornication. There's no way that's not comedy gold. Everybody was in church that week. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right, so they talk about all this, and then they get to political matters. Okay. You get the sense that Sisanand wants this thing settled once and for all, so the council agrees to the following. Right. <laughs> rule number one, no more usurping. Well, Just... rule number one is that the bishops and the political magnates should always choose the next monarch. And we mean for real this time. No oh, more okay. baby kings. No more baby kings. All no right. more All associating right. your baby son to the throne. Okay. All right. Bishops I and the politicians need to choose. I, I approve. Good. All right. That's that's a good one. Number two. Rule number two. Anathema on anyone who makes an attempt on the king's life or attempts ah. to usurp the throne. You know, Somewhere out there, Witterick is saying, does it count if you can't get the sword out of the sheath? Well, like, this rule does not apply, you know, to Sicily, okay. of course. Our, no, of course not, obviously. No, 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 it's it's everything after today. Yes, so Helia, the previous king's brother, you're banished. Out. Mm -hmm. Rule number three, any mm -hmm. clergy who take up arms against the king must be sent to a monastery to do penance. Ooh. Right, so okay. none of that. And is this a monastery in some distant location where we yes. can't hear screams carry? I mean, is this, I mean. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, number four, Sisanand promises to govern with moderation, benevolence, justice, and piety. <laughs> which... Oh, this is enforceable. Please continue. Oh. Also, the formal oath of allegiance that the whole population of Spain is to swear to the king is mentioned Ooh. for the first time. Oh, this is a big deal. So this is a big deal. Yeah, this is why Canon 75 of the Fourth Council of Toledo is considered the first constitution of Spain. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, is this, uh, spoiler alert, is, is this is this a thing now for, for the rest of the monarchy? or? Yes, it is. 
Ah, okay. Well, yes, this, it is. That, that's this is going to factor in his score. Yes. Um, this is good. This is uh-huh. good. I'm impressed. Right. And then the last thing that was agreed to was that Cisnan had revokes all taxes on clergy members. Ooh, yeah. Well, he knows what where his bread is buttered. This he is he does. He yeah. He is setting it up to not have to worry about these things anymore. Yes, and suddenly the clergy are like, I don't know about you, but I like him. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what this is for. Yeah. We are going to have to be the judge in later episodes on how effective this 75th canon is. Right, right. right. Certainly, it keeps a lid on any other uprisings in Sisanan's reign. So it, sure. it does have a short-term effect. Okay, all right, that's good. Unfortunately, the rest of Sisanan's reign is not very long of a time period because he dies a natural death on March 12th, 636. Oh my God! Yeah. All right, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. short. And, and, and... I think we're getting to the point where I'm just going to start freaking docking people points for dying natural deaths. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, we are in an era where dying a natural death might be substantially more horrifying than being stabbed repeatedly. (laughs) Does mostly involve, well, oh, holy God, he's leaking out of that hole now. Wow, that is new. I have not seen that before. But but even so, narratively very unsatisfying. It is very unsatisfying. So you want to rate him? Um, yeah, sure. Okay. First category is conquistadores. How how much land or territory did he <sighs> conquer? How good was he at war? Well, okay. Um little bit of torn on this one uh on the one hand you know took a country with an army he did so it wasn't his own army wasn't his own army he acquired and, the army and and there was no resistance so no. it's not so much an invasion as a parade yes it um, was kind of a parade to saragossa and then they just continued right. on to Toledo. I mean, yeah i'm just uh, yeah this this really isn't so much a mark march as it is a hike I don't know. I mean, uh, there's no new territory gained, right? The Byzantines no are gone. New territory. Okay. But he All doesn't right. have any gains against the Basques. Right. You know, he doesn't go to war against the Franks. Mm. There's the borders of Spain are exactly the same as they were before. Right. Did put down two rebellions. He did. I assume, I yeah. assume troops were involved. Yeah. But but we don't have very many details, so how spectacular could that have been? Couldn't have been um, I, I feel like I'm going to give him essentially maybe a three, and that's kind of on, on the technicality of you used an army to take a country. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was actually thinking a one. But oh, wow. Now that I think of overthrowing or, or putting down those revolts, yeah, yeah, you yeah. deal a controlled a huge amount of territory if you right right points. i mean two, two sides of the country um, exactly yeah i mean so i, I, I think I, i'm going to give a three as well okay all right good now that i've all thought right. about it all yeah. right all right so good. that's a six for conquistadores okay. our next category is no me digas and i hate to tell you this but mm. the most mm gossipy scandalous thing that happened was mm-hmm. the anti-jewish laws of the force council of toledo oh god so we got to talk oh. about this again on Sunday. okay oh this is bad <laughs> okay all right all so right. oh god i'll go from best to worst 
for Forced Council oh. of Toledo. Oh, God. The best right. part, and I've mentioned this before, is yes. the first thing that the Fourth Council of Toledo does is look back at Sisibut's forced conversions. And uh-huh. they very okay. strongly say, that's messed up. Don't okay. do that. That's terrible. All right. Good. We're not Good. allowed to forcibly convert on pain of torture and death. Okay. Whoa. To Christianity. All right. That's not allowed. All right. Okay. So that's I've the good. I, I, okay. I, I feel like I'm being set up. Uh, okay. So then the now second. Fe- I'll just say, I'm feeling good about this. No, you Please shouldn't. Please go right ahead and, yeah, all right, here it comes. Because the second thing they say is, although forced uh, conversions are bad, yeah. if you have converted to Christianity, you have taken uh-huh. communion, you have been baptized, you can't yeah. deconvert. You're not allowed, right? No take backs. No take backs. So even if you were forced, you can't go back to the practices and beliefs of your heritage because you can't, right? So all of those Jewish people or formerly Jewish people who were forced to convert, they have to remain Christians. And if they're caught going back to the practices of their heritage, then they can be punished. Oh, Just like any other Christian. Oh, okay. Um. And then the third thing that they said was, and I've, I've mentioned this before, where one king has comes out real strong on the anti-Jewish laws and then the next king just doesn't do anything about it. This mm-hmm. happened with Sisibut and Swintila. Sisibut uh-huh. did all of these anti-Jewish laws and Swintila took one look at them and said, I'm not going to bother. No, I, yes, I don't want exactly. to enforce these. We, we, we liked that. So the fourth okay. council of Toledo and Sisinad says, no, look, you have to enforce these laws. It's terrible that Quintila oh, did you not. You know, or we could just get rid of them. I mean, we made them, can't we? Oh, right, no forced recapitulation. No, I mean, no, take no take backs. backs. No take yeah. backs. Oh. Well, and the Fourth Council of Toledo obviously knows that these laws aren't popular because they put in penalties for anybody who helped to hide Jews, who oh. helped to hide information oh. that Jews were backsliding. Oh. Anything like that. The Fourth Council of Toledo seems to assume that the only reason Christians would help Jews in this way is because they've been bribed. Oh, it doesn't occur to them that people would would help a Jewish person out of the goodness of their heart. We're literally in on front territory now. Yeah. So they said if you for example, know of a Jew that has a Christian slave and you don't turn that person in or you don't make that person give up their Christian slave, then you will be punished as well. Oh my God. So yes. basically they're the state of Texas and Jewish people are CRT. Yes. Um, oh, there's, this is awful. This there's, is so awful. There's even a line in the fourth council of Toledo that says don't that Jewish this that Jewish children should be taken from their parents. Not, okay. This, most scholars seem to think that this is a mistake. Nothing no, like that. of Nothing. course it's a mistake. I, no, I, but I a mistake on their part that they did not mean to say that. They probably meant that children of mixed marriages should be oh, taken. Oh, that's much better. It's not much better. No, I agree. Uh, but there wasn't a policy of just stealing children from Jewish people, that that it does not seem likely that that actually happened. And this is probably a, a misinterpretation or somebody just wrote it down wrong. Uh, okay. However, but that's no what it says. Backs. That's what it says. 
and no take backs yeah so if it's on the books uh, right these awful books it's yeah okay so um pretty bad right pretty bad uh by the way for those of you at home sarah can only see the top of my head because my head is in my hands yes okay i i think he's got to get a lot this goes much farther than than the third council of toledo and this is horrifying it is horrifying and the bulk of what happened at the fourth council of toledo was what sissanand wanted he called it to set everything up the way he wanted it to gain power right right so blame can be placed squarely on him oh good um all right well whoo this is this is genuinely awful it's genuinely Um, horrifying yes and uh, i mean and the only thing that is the thing that is depressing the most is it's going to get worse um all right well you know it's the we're gonna take children away from their parents thing i'm gonna it's go so high yeah. for that one i'm thinking I, a seven just i was gonna go alone. seven that was it that was it was gonna be seven yeah i would so, go higher if there was other kinds of scandal this is this is mostly a seven yeah. for that yes um, and okay yeah so that's 14 for no me digas wow the next category is orthodoxia. How orthodox were they? The the anti-Jewish laws toe the orthodox line. Yes, no they forced do. conversions, but these are the limitations we're going to put on the Jewish population. Right, 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 right. So we can consider that going more back into the orthodox line as opposed to Sisibut, who, right. who did things right. outside of what was considered okay. Right. However, he was, yes. I don't have anything else for this category he right. didn't dedicate a statue he didn't have mm-hmm. uh you know he didn't found a church he didn't right you know he, he called the he council did. of toledo but he called the council yeah. of toledo and he eliminated taxes oh on the clergy, on the clergy. Yes. that's a big one that's I a forgot really big that. one that you know is not i mean and and you know there had to be some you know doctrinal uh pretext I'm uh, sure, but he didn't, that. he didn't do it for religious reasons. Oh, hell no. He oh, did hell it so no. that he could have more power. That's right. He did it so that he could have more power. But so people would he, like him. But he, yes, but I'm sure that got him, you know, a nice little present, probably a golden plate from Rome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, you know, we, we, we're in that, we're, we're in that weird period where people make political decisions, but the, the religious powers decide to make those decisions spiritual so yeah i think i i hmm. it's so obviously a pretext but at Mm -hmm. the same time and he did call the council of toledo so i'm i'm right there hasn't been one for a while right and and if nothing else it it guaranteed that the priesthood would no longer be a child labor industry (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a five yeah i I was also thinking a five yeah (laughs) child labor industry pretty funny yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, so that's a 10 for orthodoxia. Mm. All right, our final category is El Resto. What did he mm. look like? What physical mm-hmm, culture mm-hmm. did he leave? Yes, yes, yes. We, again, we actually, this isn't an issue of 
that the statue has been lost or moved okay. or something. He never had a statue. Oh, he never had a statue. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was not hmm. considered important enough, which is funny to me because Gundamar has a statue. Yes, yes. And called the Fourth Council of Toledo. That's I the know. major political accomplishment. And he, he, he founded the oath. I mean, you'd yeah. think you'd get a statue for that alone. You think you would. Uh, I mean, but... Francis Scott Key wrote one damn poem and you know you know there are statues of him everywhere hey so, i grew up right. near baltimore there are exactly lots of statues a lot of statues too. sure but we do have a painting now okay. i think you all asked right. me in the last episode whether all these paintings were by the same guy and i said mm -hmm. yes that's incorrect it was a group okay. of artists okay all right gotcha so here is the painting that's in the prado mm. Oh, all right. Well, he's okay. <laughs> I love that crown. I, I want that, that crown. crown. Oh my God. That is splendid. It's a great uh, hat. It's is, got like yeah, a, no, a snake on it. It's got, a, I think it's, well, I mean, it's a snake, but it's also a dragon. I mean, those are, those yes. are definitely wings yes. on the side. I mean, his it's, shield also has a dragon on it. Yes. Yes, it does. So he coordinates. Uh, I like that. Once it, Again, we have a sword out of its sheath. Uh -huh. um, again, indicating that he was he was were to take him as a warrior figure. He um, did overthrow the previous. Yes, kid. yes, he did. Yes, he did. His um, mustache is very nicely waxed. Right, they've very pointy. His, they've forked his beard, which is yes. an interesting choice. Great profile. I mean, you know, definitely, you know, the, the beard is covering up what might be a weak chin, but mm -hmm. a very, very impressive nose. I think he um, looks kind of dandyish. Maybe it's just the stamp. yes, he does. He does look dandyish. I mean, uh, the he's got the he's got the requ requisite uh, red cloak, but mm -hmm. he's got. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the gold underneath is very, shall we say, you know, Miami sound machine. Um, so yeah, I think that there's, I think that there's a lot to like about this one. I don't know that it says very much about him personally. There's, there's no. sort of a generic quality to it, but so many points for the dragon crown. That's, yeah. that is, that is splendid. We really we need to acknowledge that that's good. That is the most generic background. Oh yeah, um, the, the mountains I mean, and then there's- Right, the basically look, Bob Ross would look at that and say, put a little more effort in, come oh, on. No. Yeah. All right, um, well, we also have some coins and they're weird. Oh God, of course they are. What in the ever loving hell? I don't okay. know what's going on with the one on the left. I, I, I mean, no. I mean, I, I assume that we've got another- you know, Joker wearing a wig on the right. Right, yeah. But, but, uh, okay. What's on the left? There's a cross. There's a cross. But above the cross, there's hair. There is hair. And I don't, I mean. And then underneath it, it looks just like a bunch of columns in right, a forum. Right, a balustrade or is it? Is it a weird, it's not a Roman numeral. It's no. not, I mean, what, I, what the hell? Is it supposed to be his clothing? But then his right. entire face is a cross. Cross, and there's a weird swoosh in the, yeah. at, the at the very bottom. Almost, a, It's almost a Nike. It is, it's got swoosh. two little legs at the front. Yeah. You see yeah. that? Um, yeah, I see the salamander. It's, it's very, a salamander. This is weird. It's super this weird. Is very weird. Super weird. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Well, that's all we have because he didn't oh. found any churches or, right. or anything no. like that. So mm -hmm. uh, we know that he rules for five years, mm -hmm. 631 to 636. Not, we not don't, terribly impressive. It's not terrible. We mm -hmm. don't know if he has any kids. Oh, okay. And he dies of natural causes. Again, pretty boring. So um, what do we want to give him for all that? I think we have to give him credit for the oath i mean the oath mm. is going to be you know that's it's, true it's that kind is of something like in, that persists in the same way that that a few episodes ago we had the the first king to sit on the throne yeah that was um, leovigild actually that leovigild yeah that was leovigild um this is this is a big deal this is going to be part mm -hmm. of what it means to be uh king of spain for you know the next however long um so that's a big deal uh, the anti-Semitism uh, <laughs> is a problem, he said, using lightities. <sighs> I've never heard lightities mean oh, that. I thought it yeah. was a double negative when it's not a double negative. No, uh, lightities like, like is... saying not uncommon is lightities. No, lightities is the deliberate. Oh, everybody's going to learn something today. Yes, lightities is the uh, deliberate understatement uh, to uh, exaggerate. In other words, it's a little warm outside today. He said while walking under the Las Vegas sun in August. Yes. That's, okay. That's lightities. That's lightities. All right. Yes, okay. I have learned something then. Right, there you go. Cool. Um, well, it's only fair you teach me so much. That is um, true. All right. Ay ay ay. The coin is weird. The it's super weird. Is, the painting, I mean, I want to give him points for the dragon crown and the oath, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I like those two things and I'll give him a four, uh, a two and a two, basically, but that's about it. Because um, apart from the formal oath, uh you know he 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 swore to rule in moderation i mean he, he swore to be nice yeah and he wasn't and, nice and right away passed a bunch of anti i mean just in the oh, same document in the same oh this guy sucks all right yeah. uh no i'll give him a four i'll give him a three yeah okay kind of all the right. same mostly same mostly because i love that crown i yeah. love that crown so much okay that's 37 right. hmm that's, that's surprisingly good. That's surprisingly good. It's it's not higher than Leovigild. No, no, no. Thank God. But Leovigild uh, got a 38. So it's not right, far off. Right, right. Um, well, it, you know, here's the thing. You know, if 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 you're an anti-Semitic monster, there's going to be some interesting things going on. We had a lot um, to talk about. That 37 yeah, yeah. gave us a lot okay. to talk about. Yeah, right, it's true. So it's true. We have one more question. Hmm. Fuero or fuera? Do we let him that sign is, the charter or we tell him to get ugh, out? This is tough. This is tough. Um, I, I think this is different from Sisibut. Sisibut yes. was also an anti-Semitic monster. Yes, he was. He, he had a lot of other successes and a lot yes, of did. other things yes, happening in his life. Right. I think that despite the oath, despite yes. the horrible precedent of the anti-Semitic yes. laws, despite yes. the Fourth Council of Toledo. Yes. There's there's no more there. There's no there's nothing there. I, I agree. I mean, I, I was going to say for, for my, my knee jerk immediate response was fuera. And then I was sort of chasing down my thoughts as to why I felt that way. Um, right. I well, we, we automatically feel that way because he's terrible. 
because but... it's terrible. But I, I think if I can offer my my reasoning, it's mm-hmm. this. He got a plate and <laughs> bought an army and there was no resistance. The army just marched right in. He bought an That's, army with a dish. He bought an army with a plate <laughs> and then lost the plate. And then lost the plate. And, and then called the council, but then it was too late and he had to cancel and there was a rebellion anyway. There's a little too much. When, when you look back, the things that went well for him largely went well coincidentally right and the things that didn't go well seem to have gone poorly because of mistakes that he made yeah i get so that. i am gonna I, and plus the anti-semitism uh, so i'm gonna say i'm gonna say fuera and i'm gonna retract my this is tough i don't think it's tough well, no i don't think it's <laughs> tough sisabut was tough but this wasn't tough yes this yeah all right, so we have said fuera, um, yes. and that ends our review of Sissinand. Now, yes. we've reached a turning point in our podcast, mm. in the oh. history itself, but mm-hmm. nobody at the time knows it. Oh. I'd like to end this episode on Sissinand with the same words that E.A. Thompson ends his section on Sissinand in his book, The Goths in Spain. Ooh, all right. Quote, There is no reason to think that the news ever reached Sissinand, nor would he have been interested by it, that on Monday, (laughs) June 7th, 6.32, Muhammad had died at Medina. Oh, whoa. Oh, wow. So we've reached an inflection point here and nobody knows we have. Right. And suddenly the words Sunni and Shia have meaning. Oh, this is going to get... Oh, okay. We are uh, about halfway. I was going to say, get ready to bleep this. It just got real. It got um, very real. Yeah. Okay. We're about halfway through the Visigoths now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after this, we're going to see a steep decline. Like I said, Sicilian oh. kind of set the tone of, oh, we can't overthrow our kings. Oh, yeah. Oh, so the next we have eight more and uh-huh. we're going to be releasing a lot of um, double episodes because oh, okay. yeah, All there's right. maybe one more I can ah. think of that might be good. All right. But we're so, not going to uh, have any Fuero candidates coming right. up. Just letting you for, know. For, for, for Totalis Rankium fans, this is going to be sort of a, a year of the four emperors uh, period of history. <laughs> this is going to be like when they finished with Honorius. No, when right. they finished with Valentinian III. And oh, Jamie okay, yeah. was like, what happens now? And Rob was like, Majorian is probably going to be pretty good, but after that... Right. And and that's that's what I'm thinking. I think Ressus right. is going to be pretty good, but apart from mm-hmm. him... Ah. all right so so brace yourself i'm i'm yes i'm girding my loins as Gird we, well, your loins. yeah all right all right and tell us what you think of sisanan you can contact yes. us on facebook and twitter spanish arpada we have an email mm-hmm. address spanish at gmail.com and we love hearing from fans and we love chatting about the episodes so yep uh it's recommendations time and we have a co-recommendation right. this time we do we are recommending the History of Africa podcast, and I'm so glad we're recommending it on this episode, because as I've just said, the History of Africa and the History of Spain are going to collide I was very say, dramatically. We, right, right. We, uh, we're at the point where things are taking a turn. Yes. All right. 
And it's um, going to be fascinating to see those those interconnections between the Iberian right. Peninsula and North Africa specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the history of Africa, I got to say, I don't remember much about mm. Africa from school. No. I remember learning about um, the empire of Mali, the salt right. trade. Yes, and I remember yes. learning about a couple of modern nations. Like I remember learning sure. about Ghana, for example. I mean, obviously Egypt. And Egypt, uh, yes. We learned about Egypt. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about my uh, very conservative WASPy education. And really, we learned about Africa our version of history, basically, once Egypt is over, we only talked about Africa at the point in history when white people started to take people from there to grow their sugar. Right. Um, and that's yeah, similar it, to mine. And it's, yeah, and it, it, you know, it is, it is obviously a horrible and dehumanizing way of teaching the, <laughs> the lesson of the place where civilization, you know, started. Yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, I, I've been listening to it as well. Um, yeah. If you have I, a similar gap in your history, you should also oh, listen. They have three seasons yes. right now. Exactly. First season is Egypt, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. if you need a refresher on Egypt, the second right. season is about Ethiopia. Yes. And right Which now is, in their third season. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah. And right now in their third season, they're talking about the Ashanti. Yeah. Empire, yeah. Which is something um, I know nothing about. So it's really no, weird. no, no. I mean, I knew I knew the word Ashanti and mm -hmm, me too. Um, that was it. Yeah, I this podcast is precisely what I needed. And what I also really like about it is is and we're in we're specifically instructed to do this, you know, if if there is a subject that interests you, you are invited to just sort of pop in and play that episode. Mm -hmm. um it, it's not you don't have to listen to it from start to finish to get a great deal from it so yeah I I, I enjoy it quite a bit yeah so that's our recommendation for this week the history of Africa podcast and I'll put a link mm -hmm. in the show notes yes so uh yeah so next week we're going to have somebody completely new they're going to for <sighs> real sit down and choose somebody rather than oh. having a son or a baby associated right. with the throne or kill the previous guy i mean or kill there's the previous always that guy. yeah so we're going to see how that works out mm -hmm. i'm sure okay. you have high hopes after my explanation earlier I don't, but no, let's see what happens anyway. <laughs> All right. So we will see you next time. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.